Hey guys, if you're interested in checking out a video version of the show, please visit the Low Key Geek channel on YouTube. There you can not only catch the video version of the podcast, but you can also check out my other projects and short form video that I produce. You can find a link in the description. Otherwise, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. You know, one thing I don't really understand about this movie and I really find hilarious is why does everyone look wet? Like everyone is just sweaty. It seems like every other scene, everyone is just drenched in sweat. You know, you got this guy who's sweaty, this guy yelling at this other guy because he's and he's all sweaty. You see sometimes in the background, you got fans going around, but that's not helping at all. You know, and I know this was in the 80s, but don't they in haven't they invented air conditioning already at this time i mean i don't really remember i mean it's so long ago but i just never understood why everyone's so sweaty and don't get me started with that volleyball scene first of all who plays volleyball in jeans like really tight jeans and everyone of course is so shirtless and of course they're all sweaty and i guess this is because it's something enticing for the ladies right i mean look at them chiseled bodies and you know sweaty and doing manly things and this is top gun revisited Alright, so obviously we got the new Top Gun Maverick movie coming out, and I thought it would be kind of cool to revisit the original Top Gun. Um, you know, I am a kid of the uh, a kid of the the eighties, and I grew up in the eighties, and you know, this is definitely one of those quintessential eighties types of movies. Um, I saw it very young; I was eight years old at the time, and. It came out in 1986. So 1986 was an interesting year for movies because obviously there were a good amount of kind of action movies based around some sort of war, right? You know, obviously we're in the 80s. Communism is like a big thing. And, you know, it's we're in the Reagan era. So there's always, you know, initiatives and talks about, you know, bringing down communism and uh, the Iron Curtain and all that stuff like that. So... Beginning of the year, in January, we had Iron Eagle when it first came out, you know, and this was a movie based on the Air Force, and you got good old Chappie, do it for Chappie, you know, with uh, Louis Gossett Jr. there, and, you know, it was a really fun movie. February, we got the Delta Force, Chuck Norris and a bunch of other known vets in that movie, and I remember loving that movie. Great soundtrack and all that, you know, and then Top Gun came out in May, right? And um, later on in the year, we got Platoon. So what was really interesting about Top Gun that kind of made it very different from those other movies is that the movie wasn't really based on any particular war. It's a movie where you got a bunch of dudes hanging out at a school. They're all going to school and they're all training in the Top Gun program because they are like the one percent of the best pilots in um in the in the navy you know these are navy pilots not not to be confused with air force pilots uh which is something of course that you know most people didn't really realize at the time you know including myself so 
eight years old, 1986, I actually saw this movie in the theaters. Now, of course, a lot of you would probably think like, oh, aren't you a little bit too young to watch something like this? Well, there wasn't any, there wasn't really that much sex in it, right? And the violence in it was nothing. There was like no violence whatsoever. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. This might have been rated PG at the time. Um, but I remember going to this to watch this in the theater, but unbeknownst to me and my mom and my mom's friend, um, or maybe they knew and I just didn't know, but it was a test screening. So the movie wasn't even officially out yet. Um, we went to this theater in New Jersey. You know, of course, I live in New York. Um, and, you know, this place in New Jersey is where we used to go watch movies all the time, almost every weekend. And I guess somehow we were able to get into this test screening. And the reason why I remember that is because after the movie, everyone has handed uh, surveys, paper surveys, and we had to fill in our answers to the questions that they were asking for the survey. And they were pretty much polling what we thought of certain things in the movie, what we thought of the soundtrack, what we thought of the actors and the actresses. Um, you know, and all that stuff, you know, and, you know, they still do test screenings now, but it was so interesting to be involved in that process, especially at eight years old, where most of the time I really didn't know how to answer any of these things there. Um, but at eight years old, I remember really loving this movie, mainly because obviously of the flight scenes. Anytime air combat was on screen, I loved this movie to death. Um, and it was, you know, it was just something that was really catered perfectly for a boy at that age. Um, especially with how the movie started. The movie started and all they had were just scenes of aircrafts, you know, launching and lifting off off the aircraft carrier and all that stuff. And they put you right into the thick of things early on. You see like, um, you know, they're kind of doing like a protect mission in the very beginning. Um, and you immediately have Tom Cruise and Goose there and, you know, everyone else flying, you know, trying to protect, you know, whatever they're supposed to protect. And you already have an incident, right? Um, but it's so funny because it's been a while since I've seen this movie. And it was so interesting because I remember at the time I didn't know anything about the story whatsoever. The story didn't really mean anything to me. All I cared about were the flight scenes, right? And of course, I've seen this movie later on as I got older. But I never, still, I never really understood what the main purpose of the movie was. And that's mainly because there isn't really a main story plot that's worth fleshing, like fleshing out. It's a very simple, basic storyline where, like I said, you got a bunch of good pilots, one of which is this kind of, you know, recluse, um, you know, hotshot pilot, chip on his shoulder and all that. Um, and him and his bud gets accepted to this top flight program, even though it there's a lot of hesitancy behind it. And, you know, they're there to compete for who's going to win the Top Gun trophy and to train with the best of the best so that they could help protect their country and all that. Main character falls in love with uh, an instructor. They got like a little love romance going on there. Best friend dies. Very sad situation. Um, he loses his edge because of that. And then he, you know, builds up the guts to to get back into it. And then at the end, which is like the last 20 minutes of the movie, 
that's when you finally get a conflict, an actual real conflict. And, you know, you have people going against, you know, the enemy, which they never even mention what country we're fighting against. You know, it's it's been applied that it's a communist country. Some say it's the Soviets. Some say it's some other country. Right. But they never really tell you. It's, it's kind of left for interpretation and all that. Later on, if you play the video games, it's obvious that, you know, they call out the Soviets um, as the main, you know, country that we're against and all that. And then they survive this encounter and that's the end of the movie. Boom. You have what they what I love to call the grab a dick moment where everyone is kind of cheering like, yeah, we did it. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And everyone's just like, ah. Um, and and that's it. That's pretty much how the movie kind of ends, right? And then you have like a nice little reunion between student and teacher, and you know the romance kind of builds back up again, right? But the, you know, watching this now at a much later stage in my life, I, I of course, obviously, I understand a lot more. They tell you in the very beginning, in the little like you know subtext or whatever the the text that they have is like Top Gun flight school da 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 da. So, if you weren't paying attention at the beginning of the movie, you have no idea that this is going to be a movie about a school, right? Um, so, it was really, really interesting to see all that. And then, you have your intense beginning with a mission to kind of protect the ship that's been, I don't know, disabled or what have you. And, you know, they encounter, the, the, you know, the enemy country trying to, like, check it out and they're just trying to ward them off and all that now one of the the pilots and there's a reason why i'm bringing this up one of the pilots you know they they finish what they have to do but he kind of loses his edge because he was getting tailed by one of the guys for a very long time that he has a very hard time going back to base and landing his plane and tom cruise as maverick has to come in and kind of coax him and calm him down so that he could finally land the plane back on the aircraft carrier now if you are a fan of video games at that time you would of course would know the nintendo the original nintendo and one of the earlier games for the nintendo that was published by konami was top gun licensed game based off of the movie and if you played that game one of the most intense and hardest thing about that game is landing your plane on the damn aircraft carrier you had to account for your speed and your altitude and all that and nine times out of ten you'll crash and burn you know at least that was my experience but now it makes perfect sense why they included this on the video game because that was pretty much the beginning of the freaking movie and it just, I had just one of those epiphany moments where I just like, oh, wow, yeah, that makes total sense. So I thought that was really hilarious. But, you know, interesting stuff about this movie. I mean, it's an 80s movie. It's definitely like a bromance type of movie because of the intense, you know, camaraderie between the students and trying to figure out who's the best of the best. And, of course, all the adrenaline you witness and you go through watching like the intense flight scenes right the, the the air combats and all that but other than that there's really nothing that spectacular about this movie which is really interesting but it's very notable because one you have the lead actor tom cruise who is just about reaching that status of wait a minute there's something about this guy right because he's coming off of movies like legend um and risky business 
you know, Risky Business, I think, was one of those movies where it really attracted a lot of people about who this actor is, up and coming actor. Now, the movie itself, Risky Business, is not a movie that you would find being made today unless it was like a little small independent film because it's basically a movie about a college kid who comes up with this scheme to basically create his own brothel and charge his fellow classmates and students money to sleep with hookers and prostitutes and then he eventually falls in love with one of them um but this was such a a, a movie that really attracted a lot of people especially to tom cruise and he started to become an idol like a teen idol if you watch stranger things you even notice that you know you notice like they referencing risky business and all that and at one of the halloween parties you see one of the lead actors dress up like tom cruise from risky business um, so this was really starting the trajectory of Tom Cruise as a leading actor. And, you know, you fast forward all these years later, what, 36 years later, and <clears throat> look at where he is now, right? From an up-and-coming actor who was just a teen heartthrob and a good-looking dude on screen to someone who's pretty much considered to be nuts and doing all of his own studs, but he's still a fantastic actor you know there's something that draws us to watch him on the big screen right and then you have his partner anthony My uh i'm sorry not anthony michael hall that's a totally different movie anthony edwards um and at that time he was pretty much basically better known for his role on the tv drama series uh saint elsewhere i believe um, took place in a hospital and I think Howie Mandel was on that show and everything like that and he's he was always seen as kind of like a com comic type of person he also starred in Revenge of the Nerds as one of the main two uh, um, characters in that movie so he was always seen as like a comedic guy and in this movie he does kind of still play that type of role where he is kind of you know the comic relief but he's also plays kind of the audience he is basically the voice of reason the the grounded the more grounded person because maverick you know played by tom cruise right uh, whose name was pete mitchell right um he was just one of those you know hot shot lone gunman type of guys you know just always filled with adrenaline, always thinks, you know, he knows what he's doing and, and everything like that. Even though they have such a deep connection and bromance, he always just thinks about himself, you know, and they made that very clear throughout the movie, uh, which is very interesting. Um, so when, oh, obviously when Goose dies, we, the audience, felt it because he was us. He was kind of like the, the person that we could relate to the most. And, of course, knowing how closely they were together, I mean, just how heartbreaking that whole thing was, um, you know, for, for that. And that was definitely, a, even watching it now, that still hits home pretty badly. You know, it's still a very touching moment because of that type of romance, right? You have Kelly McGillis as the main, you know, love interest and, and main actress here. And, you know, she was okay. I didn't really, now watching it as an adult, I really didn't feel the chemistry work there. And obviously, everything just happened way too quick. 
you know, they meet at a bar and he flirts with her very aggressively, mind you. And of course, this is the 80s to the fact where he's like going into the women's bathroom to kind of chase her down, finding out that she's an instructor. You know, and she has this whole like, I don't date students because I'm an instructor. And, you know, in the movie, you feel like she's definitely older than he is, too. So this is a very stereotypical thing that happens in the 80s where there's like that fetish of like the younger guy falling in love with the older, per like older lady. And added to the fact that she's a, like a teacher, too. So there's like that authority thing. Right. And then just in one day. Or one evening, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, there's going to be trouble. There's going to be very complicated because I've fallen in love with you. And it just happens like that, right? So, I mean, it, it was interesting and it is what it is. Uh, it's just one of those things you kind of just learn to accept, right? And then you have Val Kilmer, who plays like kind of his you know, rival, right? And if you've ever watched the documentary Val, uh, this was, it was a very, very interesting documentary. He talks a lot about his time filming Top Gun and how he was, you know, basically competing with Tom Cruise for screen time. And, you know, he wanted the lead role and all this kind of stuff like that. Um, but, you know, you have two very good looking dudes here. Um, and the acting especially for the time, was pretty, pretty top-notch. I dare I even say, I may think that Val Kilmer's acting was even better than Tom Cruise at this time in, in the movie, you know? And you really believed, you know, the, com you know, the camaraderie and the, you know, competition there and everything like that. Additional, in addition to all that, you do have a lot of uh, several other actors that um, were very new to Hollywood at the time. You have Meg Ryan, who fresh face, no one really knew much about her, right? So she's definitely new. And Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins is in this movie. And of course, later on, he becomes this bigger movie star along with, you know, Meg Ryan became like the, the rom-com um, person of like the, the late 80s, 90s and all that. And then you have some vets in here. You have Michael Ironside, you know, Tom Skerritt, you know, which is great. James Token, who plays like the the hard nose kind of, you know, general and, and, and you know, boss and all that kind of stuff. You know, so it, it was very, very cool to like revisit all that and seeing these actors in such an earlier time, you know, in their career. Because, again, when when I watched it originally, I, I don't know majority of these people, but you know, as I get older and I watch more movies, I see them come up quite often, you know, especially in the 80s. Um, so really, really, it was fun to see it all over again. Um, but it, it was just re really, really interesting to see this movie later on in, in, in my life at an older age and really re realizing that this watching it, I still like the movie a lot, but I do feel like it's mainly because of nostalgia. Um, like I said, the story is nothing to write home about. The acting, I will say though, is phenomenal. Um, and the action scenes were really a lot of fun, you know, they were really a lot of fun. I'm so curious how the action scenes are going to be now with the new movie, knowing how Tom Cruise was actually really in the damn jet as they're flying around and all that stuff right plus it's also going to be very very interesting to see like the new newer crop and see how they act alongside with tom cruise and everything
Um, when this movie came out, um, definitely it was a big talk of the town. I even had a movie poster in my room. I got it actually from the test screening. They were handing them out. Um, and people really loved this movie at the time. You can't talk about this movie without mentioning the soundtrack. The soundtrack was, you heard a song from this soundtrack on the radio all throughout 86, even sometimes bleeding into 87. You know, Take My Breath Away, Danger Zone, um, even um, that song, You Lost That Love and Feeling, that, you know, they, they played on the piano um, or they played, I'm sorry, they played in the background as he's trying to woo Kelly McGillis, right? And they do like a karaoke thing um, singing in front of her. But that, I just remember never not hearing any one of these songs on the radio at the time. And, you know, the soundtrack is pretty legendary as one of those like legendary 80s soundtracks, uh, movie soundtracks. Um, and when you hear it, you know exactly it kind of brings you back to that time um, in 86. And of course, during, you know, watching the movie and all that stuff like that. So that was really, really you know, that's something that you have to talk about and you have to mention when revisiting this movie and when you're just talking about this movie in general. Um, so, yeah, so it was it's like it's a shorter movie compared to the day's standards. I believe it clocks like an hour and a half, like around that time. And like I said, the majority of the movie takes place in a school. You know, so it's like kind of those like those hangout movies and all that. Um, of course, everyone loves to talk about the volleyball scene, the infamous volleyball scene. Um, so it's it's interesting how this movie, on the surface, is geared towards boys and guys, right? That's why I, I do consider this to be a broy type of movie. But since it primarily focuses on Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer, right? It does have enough stuff in here for the ladies as well. You know, again, Tom Cruise was a heartthrob, teen heartthrob at the time, right? Even though he was 23 at the time or 24 at the time. But a lot of younger women really like started noticing and paying attention to Tom Cruise at this time. We didn't feel that same way. Guys, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or whatever, but we didn't feel that same way about Kelly McGillis. I mean, I thought she was okay. Uh, watching it now, I still have that same feeling. Not saying that she's not attractive, but, you know, she didn't really do it for me at the time, you know. Um, but it, it's just interesting how that thing is. I think this movie and this franchise, because for a while after this movie came out, I think people were asking if we were ever going to get another movie. And I know for a very long time they were talking about doing a sequel, um, wanting to do another movie and everything. And obviously we're getting it now, but <clears throat> watching this movie, I realized that there are some missed opportunities about fleshing out these characters more. Because the one thing this movie doesn't do is that it doesn't really give you a lot of character building. Yeah, we kind of understand why Maverick, you know, Pete Mitchell is the way he is because we get a little glimpse of insights uh, about his character. His, his dad was a top Navy pilot. And the reason why Maverick is the way he is is because he feels like he feels like he's chasing a ghost. 
His dad disappears on a mission mysteriously. It's confidential and classified. So no one really knows exactly what happens. Um, but because he was like a legendary pilot, Maverick feels like he has this weight on his shoulder that he has this ghost that he's always facing and, ch and chasing down because he, bar you know, he carries the name uh, Mitchell. You know, so he has to prove himself above and beyond that he can be better than his father, right? And create a name for himself. And that's why he's kind of like this loose cannon, right? And then it, it sounds, it, you know, you throughout the, the movie, you, you feel like, okay, you, it sounds like he's had no family. And that's how he gets really close with, with Goose. Um, and, you know, he even says so in the movie, like, Goose is his family. He's the only family he has left. And that's what makes the death of Goose even more so heartbreaking because now he's alone. And because of that, he loses his edge. You know, he feels not worthy to fly again until he has this great conversation with Tom Skerritt, um, who very briefly mentions, and I feel like this was like kind of glanced over in the movie. He says, I, I knew your dad, I flew with him. I know exactly what happened and here's what happened. Blah, 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 this and that went down, yada, yada, yada. And Pete was like, oh, I don't know why any, no one's ever told me this before. Well, there it is. Now you know. Okay, move on. I mean, if I was a kid and I just learned about the details and further details about my dad's disappearance and, and death, I would be like, oh, my God. You know, I'm so relieved. And, you know, now everything makes sense. Not even any of that. You know, which which is so so bizarre to me um, that that was the case. But in in creating a potential sequel or follow up to this movie, I feel like something that they could have done. And I don't know what they're going to do in this new movie, um, but you know, we'll find out when it when it comes out. Is dive deeper into Pete's father, right? You know, maybe have they could have done like a seek a prequel or something like that that you know highlights. Pete's, you know, father and how great of a pilot he was and all that stuff like that. And then at the end of this movie, um, which is kind of confusing, is, you know, when they're done with their, like, little encounter, you know, and again, this is like the last 20 minutes of the movie and probably the best part of the movie is when they finally have their little skirmish with the opposing country. Um, you know, Maverick ends up back in the school and you know he's packing himself up and they're asking him all right so now that you you know you're done and you did what you have to do and you you graduated from top gun what do you want to do now and it's like well i'm thinking about being an instructor like what you know and you know you get a, like a funny little moment it's like god help us and all that you know you you know pete mitchell maverick becoming a, an instructor my god so what happened when you see the trailers for the new movie, it sounds like he didn't want to be an instructor. You know? Um, so there must have been something that happened. I'm sure it's gonna, probably going to get further explained in in the new movie or what have you. But I feel like there, there are a lot of opportunities that they could have taken to expand on the storyline here if they ever wanted to. But I do feel like there are a lot of people who were interested in seeing more adventures of maverick and maybe some of the other pilots or or what have you and all that um so yeah so 
you know, like like I said, watching it now it, it is very, very interesting. Um, I understand the movie a little bit more now, more so than I ever did before. Um, and I still do feel like it is a fun movie. Um, but I do also feel very strongly that the reason why that is is because um, it's nostalgia. You know, we're, I'm living off of that nostalgia as you know, remembering the time I saw this movie. It, you know, it definitely brings back memories of the 80s and, you know, the soundtrack is great. Seeing an early Tom Cruise, you know, in the beginning of his career was is just a lot of fun. And, you know, it was just, a, a, you know, Val Kilmer, too, just seeing him very early on in his career and, and, you know, basically seeing him acting around Tom Cruise. And like I said, maybe I'm crazy, but I do feel like um, Kilmer's performance in this movie is probably even better than Tom Cruise's is. Um, but it, it, it definitely is an interesting and fun movie to watch. Very interested to see how the new movie is going to turn out. But uh, it was fun. It was fun revisiting this movie and going back to, uh, you know, strolling back down memory lane on Top Gun. So, I mean, obviously, I'm very curious to hear about what all of you think. Um, Have you watched Top Gun before? Is this a movie that you've watched when you were younger and then maybe you decided to watch it again later on? What is your take now after so many years of it? Um, Have you never watched Top Gun? And if so, um, are you interested in watching it before the new movie comes out? Maybe you're not even interested in the new movie. Who knows, right? But uh, I definitely want to hear your thoughts if uh, you've watched this movie. Um, but yeah, it was really very fun to revisit this this movie. And I am planning to do more of these uh, revisit episodes. Um, so if you like what you see and you're new here, you know, don't forget, hit that like button, subscribe. Don't forget to hit that notification bell so you get notified of er- uh, new episodes once they're uploaded. Um, I will make these also available on the podcast uh, platforms of your choice. Just look for the Loki Geek channel there and you can download this uh episode and others um directly from there um and don't forget to leave a a great rating too if it prompts you so to ever do so because i would love to continue to grow this community and uh spread the word and and spread the awareness of it there so um but yeah thank you for watching along and uh if you got the need the need for speed definitely watch top gun all over again uh and let me know your thoughts on it but until the next time stay close to class stay safe And I will catch you on the flip side. Peace.